I would like to, now it's time for our speaker, and I hope we're going to all lower it down because it's wonderful when we have an opportunity to hear somebody's recovery. So let's pay them the respect. It's my pleasure to introduce Hope from the 961 area code. Hope, will you please come up and share your recovery for all of us. Thank you.
And then in sixth grade, I remember some of those weights. And the last one was 152. I remember 128, 130-something, 152. And then I proceeded to gain 50 pounds um, in middle school. And I stayed at 200 pounds all my high school years. So I know the pain of growing up fat, you know. And I couldn't compete with girls on a boy-girl level. So I was the boy's best friend because then it didn't hurt because, you know, I was their friend wasn't looked at romantically, and um, I knew everything about sports. I still like sports. I knew every batting average. I knew every ERA. Um, I could tell you that Al Weiss hit 215 in the 1969 New York Mets. I still remember this. <laughs> and, um, you know, when I was 16, I decided I'm not going to college looking like this. You know, I was, I, I had it. So with my mother, who was also overweight, she's not a compulsive overeater, we went to a pay and away, which will remain nameless. Um, and I have to say, this was 1969, I have to say that I had heard of OA because my mother had said to me once, Aunt Ray is doing a new diet. And I said, what is she doing? She said, it's called Overeaters Anonymous. And this is in the mid-60s. And I said, well, what's it about? She said, I'm not sure. All I know is that she can't eat any bread. <laughs> and, well, that wasn't for me. Bread was, was not my thing, but, you know, I, I just, whatever. So, you know, God puts the right stuff in your life at, at the right time. And when I was 16, I was not ready for a spiritual way of life. So I needed to go to a program that emphasized a food plan and that stuff and weighing and measuring because I had no clue how to eat. And I'm real grateful for that program because I took off 50 pounds, and I've never really gained them back. Um, when I went off to college, I was a size 14, which was normal, really. I mean, I'm a 14 today, so, you know, really kind of normal. And, um, you know, I had my little eating bouts in college, you know, but, you know, nothing, I, I really had learned enough. Um, but this is a progressive disease, and before, I graduated college in 1974, and I came into OA October 11, 1977 was my first meeting. And right before I came to OA, I was eating so out of control that I knew in my gut the pay and way wasn't going to work anymore. That was my first spiritual experience. I knew in, in, my, in the very fiber of my being that I needed more than just a food plan. And I came to a meeting. And it was in Jacksonville, Florida, and nobody knew what they were doing, and they were recipes on the back, uh, you know, back table. It was the Cooking with Abstinence by Lady Anne. I don't know who this person was. <laughs> anybody, has anybody seen that or remember? I don't know. I don't even know if it was a local person or what. <clears throat> but I latched on to the 12 steps. I had no idea what the 12 steps were. You know, I mean, this was, you know, late 70s. We didn't have Stuart Smalley, you know, on... Saturday Night Live already, you know, nobody, you know, only the alcoholics knew 12 steps, you know, no clue, but I knew I had no other place to go, and so I had kept coming back, you know, for almost 28 years, because this is the only answer, if you're a compulsive reader, and I learned that this was a disease, it wasn't a moral issue, which just gave me so much relief, because I say we're not 
bad people trying to become good or sick people trying to become well. And that's a huge difference. If I had, God forbid, cancer, or if I had high blood pressure or something else, I wouldn't feel like I was a bad person. It's not a moral, those diseases are not moral issues. This is a disease also, okay? And we have been blessed with finding this program and a way to recover. And after we find this program, at least for me, um, you have a choice now. I mean, they say that OA rooms are binging for the rest of your life, you know. But you have a choice now. I mean, you have tools. You can pick up that simple kit of spiritual tools at your feet. Um, you have people in program. Um, you don't have to eat again like that ever again. So um, my first year in program, um, I got into a step study, and, and um, I didn't I didn't stop compulsively overeating right away. Um, and you know, I kind of went back and forth and worked with a sponsor and gave away a four step and. Then my husband, um, we were moving to Long Beach, actually. We lived in Cerritos for four years, from 78 to 82. Is there anybody here from that time period who lived here? I'm just curious. Okay. Who lived in Cerritos or Long Beach? Okay. Okay. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. And if there's nobody here from 78 to 82 who lived in Long Beach or Cerritos, whatever, then I'm a survivor because I really thought I was going to run into somebody here. Um, I was very excited because I was coming to Southern California, I was coming to OA land, you know. And I got into meetings. I used to go to a meeting in Lakewood on Friday morning at the library, and I had a sponsor. And I was very, very into the structured way to measure stuff. And I would, you know, change some carrots to peas, and I'd call her, and I'd go weigh myself on the balance scale of Naval Regional Medical Center and then run over to my meeting because I couldn't handle the numbers if I didn't, you know, go, you know, talk to my sponsor right away. And what happened was my husband was sent to ADAC, to the Aleutian Islands, for six weeks. And we had just moved, and it was October. And he was coming back, um, like, January 1st or 2nd or something. And I was fine. I mean, my food was fine. Everything was fine. Cool. Um, and the, it was like the night before he came back, I decided to go down to Fairfax to go to the bakeries to buy stuff for him. <laughs> Needless to say, I started eating it off the seat in the car, <laughs> and um, it took me 16 months, 16 months to stop compulsively overeating. But I have to tell you that I never gained weight. I was a size 8, and I was crazy, and I was binging and dieting for 16 months. I was, I don't want to live that way again. I don't want to live that way today. Today, my goal is not a thin body is nice, but my goal, my goal is sanity and wellness and health. And I heard a great speaker years and years ago say, thinness will not make you well, but wellness will make you thin. I want to live a life of moderation today. You know, I want to live moderately. You know, I pray every day, God, help me make the right choices in my food, in my relationships, in my speech, what is what am I supposed to be doing today? And if I'm supposed to be overeating, then that channel that goes up there, my higher power, is clogged, and I can't hear what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, let's see, blanking out here. Anyway, my my God has a sense of humor. Uh, for the first ten years of my marriage, I was infertile, and we adopted two children, and then I got pregnant twice. 
So I had four kids in five and a half years. And uh, I love telling people, I have four children. I go, wow, you know. <laughs> and my kid say, Mom, you're lying. You, know, you didn't give birth to four children. Um, and, um, you know, I had a way my life was supposed to be. I was going to have 2.3 children, you know, and my husband's a doctor, and we were going to have this life, and da-da-da. And I couldn't believe I couldn't get pregnant. You know, this was not something I could control. This is before in vitro and all that stuff. That's how old I am, you know. And, you know, I couldn't believe it. And it, it was just like, this is a joke, right? This is a joke. So we took action, and we did what we needed to do. And I had to do some really, really hard soul-searching. I just and I had to decide whether I wanted to be a parent or whether I wanted to be pregnant. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that you go through. And I decided that God didn't want me to become pregnant because I was so obsessed with my body that it would just, you know, I, I, I should never be pregnant. Well, obviously I was wrong on that one. And um, he's given us some real challenges in these children. Um, two of them um, uh, have had real difficulties, had to be whisked off to Idaho, to wilderness programs in the middle of the night by escorts. I mean, this has not been a fun time. Uh, and I know that God doesn't give you any more than you can handle. And then I say, God, why did you make me so strong? <laughs> you know, why couldn't I be one of those weak people that you wouldn't have given all these challenges to? <laughs> but, you know, it, it is what it is. And um, I have learned um, only, I've learned to detach I've learned that um, my happiness and my program is not dependent on anybody else except myself and my higher power. Um, I have lived in many I've lived on three continents. Um, after our years in Long Beach area, we went to Vienna, Virginia um, for a short time. Then we were in Kinshasa, Zaire, which is now Democratic Republic of the Congo. And then we lived in New Delhi, India. And every place I went, I took my 12 steps with me, I took my program with me, I took my higher power with me, I started meetings in the American embassies there, and we've been in Sacramento now for um, 15 years. And so that's, I guess we're going to stay there because my husband's got his vegetable garden and all his fruit trees and stuff. <laughs> so, um, I am a rebel. Don't tell me what to do. And what I love about this program is that there really are no rules. Nobody says, these are the foods you can eat. These are the foods you can eat. Blah 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 blah. Because you you tell me what to do, and I will manipulate and change it. You know, when I did the pay and way, two cups of skim milk became one ice cream cone. You know, dairy, it's dairy, right? You know, it's dairy. That's what I did. Um, that's the way my mind thinks. I have a he and I have a head that tells me my disease tells me I'm not sick. That's another thing. I need all you other people to remind me. I'm crazy. I'm a crazy person. I am this, by, this far away, one bite away from never enough. Because even in recovery, the disease is going. And the only thing that stops me is I keep working the program, working the program, living the steps. And I get this kind of buffer zone sort of, of program around me, you know, that kind of protects me in a way. Um, getting back to the idea of living, living moderately, um, I used to live like this. You know, with the, with the swing, up and down, up and down, up and down. And today I can live like this, okay? And I compare it to an EKG, okay? If somebody's like this, that's not good. If somebody's like, like this, that's good. That's kind of normal. But if it's flat, you're dead. You know? So I don't want to live flat, you know? I want, you know, I, I deal with life that comes up. Um, 
but I don't want to live flat. I have to tell you um, also that um, in, in, with some other speakers I've heard today that I don't like the word abstinence. Um, I have too many old black and white perfectionist tapes from my days at pay and ways and diets. And I'll tell you, in those 16 months when I was eating, I'll tell you how I stopped. I was on a freeway bus coming back from LA, from LA, and I had a revelation. And this revelation was, God made every food. Therefore, every food is good. It is my choice whether I put that food in my mouth or not. And all of a sudden, things changed. And I liken it to this. Um, I grew up uh, following certain dietary laws. I'm also vegetarian. I would no more put a piece of bacon in my mouth than I would a Krispy Kreme donut. It's, it's not good for me spiritually. It's not good for me physically. And I don't like the way it feels. I don't like the way it feels. Um, I will say that I, every day I just wake up and say, God, help me. Help me to, to make the right choices in, in food. And I, I will say also that um, I am not the same size I was when I was 27, which is a real bitch. You know, um, anybody who's age knows your metabolism slows down. And, you know, the, the amount of calories that I eat now when I was 27, I was three sizes or two sizes smaller. You know, it's just the way it is, you know, and I, and I accept it. I accept it. You know, I, I deal with it. I'm not, I go to the gym to exercise. I thought I'd never go to a gym. I go to a gym and I exercise, hate it, you know, but I do it because it's good for my physical recovery. I'm not looking to have a body like Angelina Jolie, you know. I'm not looking, to, I'm not looking for that, you know. I'm just looking to be healthy today, just to be, just to be healthy. I, I, I made. I never make notes. I made notes because my husband said, "Make notes, or you're going to blank out." You know. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to talk also about numbers, and in um, something that doesn't work for me that I've discovered is I can't quantify anything because it, it all goes back to that black and white stuff. If I got on the scale and it showed I lost weight, I would celebrate by eating. You know. You know. You know. I don't have to go into all that. So I discovered that. Um, I can't weigh myself. I haven't weighed myself in maybe 13 years. It just doesn't work. I mean, why? what's the sense of it? I know I feel good. I know I look good. What's it going to tell me? It's not going to tell me anything. So I just don't weigh myself. Now, maybe that's giving too much power to the scale. I don't know. But it's working for me, and that's the important thing. It's working for me. Um, I, eat, I eat almost every food. There's certain foods I don't eat um, because I've just really lost the desire for them, and they're not good for me. What I call the hard stuff, you know, the Krispy Kreme, the Twinkies, which have lard in them anyway, and I wouldn't eat them. Um, the, uh, you know, that's the candy, that kind of stuff. Um, there are foods that I play games with. Um, my two favorite food groups are fat and salt, you know. Uh, yeah, but it's not sugar, so, you know. Um, and I'm, I really do like salt a lot. That, you know, I'm really into salt. Um, I think this is a program of self-discovery. I didn't know when I came in that my problem was me. I thought it was just that I was just, I overate, you know. I didn't know that it was all the resentments and the angers and all this 
garbage that I was carrying around that made me overeat, that led me to overeating. Food has always been my drug of choice. And what I learned in this program is that I don't have to do it again if I, if I don't want to. It's not for me to know the reason for everything, um, especially with this whole thing with our kids. I don't know what's happening. You know, I, you know every day it's like a new, a new God, you know, whatever it is, it is. I mean, I don't know. Um, I just do what I need to do. And what I need to do every single day, if I want to be of any use to anybody, is to not compulsively overeat. I don't um, have a real birth date or anything like that. I consider October 11, 1977 as the day I began recovery. And I say I've been in recovery since that date. I don't say I've been abstaining since that date. I don't like the word abstinence. I don't like the, you know, it, it, I'm very strange, you know. But that's, that's what's working, for, that's what works for me today. This is a program for people who want it. It's not for people who need it. There's a lot of people out there who need it. You know, you have to really want it, and you have to really be honest and open-minded and willing to recover. I think one of the greatest things is that I never left, even during those 16 months when I was eating. I never left this program, and I think, and I've heard people say this today, the key is to keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back, and be honest. During those 16 months, I told people, I sponsored them. They, they didn't care. I said, you know, I'm eating. They didn't care. You know, whatever. I mean, I mean, I was a size eight, so they thought I had my shit together. You know, but I told them I didn't. But you know, they. So, um, one of the things. This is really unusual for me to be up here in a, a large group, and I have to tell you, I keep a very low profile at home. Um, I only go to like one real OA meeting a week. Um, I go to some other different meetings. Uh, I don't do service at in a group level. I like just sharing in meetings and one-on-one -on -one with people, you know, working like that. So I keep a very low profile. I, I like to keep um, humble. I like to keep, you know, I think humility is really important. Um, I know I'm not doing this. And um, if you've never heard this before, I love this. Um, ego, edging God out. E-G-O, get it? Edging God out. So... Um, I got the sign to wrap it up. Thank God. <laughs> okay. I will just say, and let me see if I, I'm going to kind of paraphrase this. Oh, boy. The promises. The promises are all coming true for me. They're all coming true. And, you know, it says we will be amazed before we are halfway through. Well, halfway through 12 is 6. So before we are done with step 6, we're going to start realizing the promises. I have a physical allergy and a mental obsession, okay? And there's something, um, a great story in the big book where somebody says to Dr. Bob, you know, you're never, you're never going to eat again, you're never going to oh, drink, you know, drink again. And he said something like this, as long as I'm doing the things I'm doing now and thinking the things I'm doing now, I don't believe I'll ever take another drink. And I really believe that's true. As long as I keep doing the things I'm doing, coming back, sharing, being honest, praying, um, knowing that I am not in charge, I am totally powerless. I mean, you know, and I want to say one thing. There were people in London who went to work who did not realize that was going to be their last day. Live each day like it's going to be your last. Thanks. <laughs>